सहनावतु सहनो घुनतु सहवीर्यंकवाहरे तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु मिद्वेशावहे ओम शांतिशांतिशांति ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमिदम पूर्णात् पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमाद यपूर्णमेवावशिष्यते ओम शांतिशांतिशांति श्रुतिस्मृतिपुराणानाम आलयं करुणालयं नमामि भगवत्पादं शंकरं लोकशंकरं शंकरं शंकराचार्यं केशवं वादरायणं सूत्रभाष्यकृतौ वंदे भगवन्तौ पुनः पुनः ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेदि मूर्तिभेद विभागिने व्योमवद्व्यात्तदेहाय दक्षिणामूर्त नमः श्रीहरि परमानंदम उपदेष्टारमीश्वरम व्यापकं सर्वलोकानाम कारणं तम नमाम्यहम् अपरोक्षानुभूतिर्वै रोच्यते मोक्षसिद्धये सद्भिरेव प्रयत्नेन वीक्षणीया मुहुर्मुहु सूक्ष्मीदृश साक्षी महावाक्य Reveals the identity between tat and tvam. Tvam means aham, tattvam asi, you are that. So that or Brahman, which is jagat karanam, which is the cause of the creation, is referred to by the pronoun tat or that. And that was explained in the previous verse. How? Tayo e tayo yadupadaram, ekam sukshmam sravyam, so that is Jagat Karanam, cause of the creation. Cause of both words, the karta as well as the maker as well as material. So maker was said to be karta, sankalpa, the thought. Material was said to be agnana, ignorance. What is even the source of this too? Is the ultimate cause. <coughs> So that is ekam, sukshmam, sadavyam. That's one subtle, imperceptible subject. Sukshma means subject, really, where subject can be perceived. Sad existence, because that's what Upanishad says, sadeva somidamagrasi, that sad alone is called tat. So in Chandogya Upanishad, it begins with sat. There's a tat, tvam. So sat is tat and tat is tvam. 
So Sat is strong, so you are Sat. And so Sat Abhyayam, that, that is called Tat. So the word Tat in the Mahagata Tomasi is described in the verse 15 as Ekam, Sukshmam, Sat Abhyayam, one subtle, imperceptible existence, imperishable. That is the material cause, understand. The material, this is perishable world. What's the material? The imperishable, the material, perishable world. Because this is called material cause. Just as clay is the material from which the part is made. So clay is called the material cause. So also, what is the material cause of the universe? That that? Sat. Sukshmam, Egam, Avyayam. Sorry, what kind of material? Where is that material called? I, I, don't, I don't see it here. That is why we said yesterday that even though the example is one of clay and part, is not a very appropriate example to explain this. The right example, even rope and snake would have been the right example. Just as the rope but then it may be difficult for us to visualize how rope is a material cause. So then standard example is given to tell us what is material cause. Although clay is a material cause of the part, in a sense that the clay undergoes transformation to become the part, and therefore it is called the parinami or the changeable material cause. The material cause that transforms itself into the effect. So that part we don't have to take. The clay is the cause of the part, material cause of the part, all right. That's all. The material cause is what we have to take. But the kind of material cause of the clay is, is not the kind of material cause that such is of the universe. So then we come to another example. Just as the rope is the material cause of a snake, as we discussed yesterday, the rope, without undergoing any change or transformation, becomes snake, appears as snake. That's called vivarta upadana karanam. Parinami upadana karanam, where the material cause undergoes transformation to become the effect. And vivarta upadana karanam, where the material cause, without undergoing change, appears as the effect. So then, effect and appearance cannot be real. For the effect to be real, the material cause must undergo transformation. But where the material cause cannot undergo transformation, effect has to be only unreal or mithya or appearance. <coughs> so therefore, satyam is the material cause of mithya. Imagine that, you know. So, but we said yesterday, that material cause is that which pervades the effect. The whole universe is effect, all names and forms are effect, and ekam, sukshmam, sadhavyam is a material cause. So you should be able to find it here. Yes, if you investigate what this is, take any name and form in the universe and perform vichara in this manner, it will lead ultimately to what? The part can be broken into pieces, shards, can be further powdered into, you know, particles, into molecules and atoms. And so if you keep on subdividing, subdividing, where will it lead? No form will remain. Because every time the form becomes subtler and subtler. So a form of atom is subtler than molecule and less visible and thus becomes subtler and less and less perceptible. So this process will lead us where? to that which is subtlest and not perceptible, meaning no form remains. So somebody may say nothing remains, but Vedantin say existence remains. <coughs> Where is existence? You are the existence. So that existence of the investigator remains. So that is the material cause, where it ultimately reduces to. So whatever it is that an object reduces to is called material cause. And take any, any name and form, reduce to a stay, 
bhati priyam. So, in that sense, it is called material cause. Not in the sense that the clay is or the pot, but in the sense that what is material cause? The effect emerges from material cause. Effect is sustained by material cause. Effect merges back into material cause. The pot emerges from clay. The pot is sustained by clay. The pot merges back into clay. Therefore, clay is called the material cause of pot. So also, in name and form, emerges from astibhadipriyam. Is sustained by astibhadipriyam. Because pot exists by, because asti is there. Pot shines because bhati is there. Pot is dear because priyam is there. So pot is sustained by asti bhati priyam. And when you reduce a pot to its finer and finer components, you reduce what? Asti bhati priyam. In that sense, asti bhati priyam, Brahman, satisfies the criterion being material cause. In the sense that the effect emerges from material cause, is sustained by material cause and merges back into material cause. Similarly, the whole universe emerges from Sat, is sustained by Sat, merges back into Sat. <coughs> the next question, where to find that Sat? Ahamekobi Sukshma That That object, name and form is there, but if material cause is not there, where is it? It is I. So that is the quantum jump. From object, you come to the subject. No such thing as object ultimately, but anyway, what is thought to be object separate from me, ultimately dis- discover that I am the material cause. If rope is the material cause of snake, then rope appears as snake. If I is the material cause of the universe, then what? I appears as the universe, understand? What is this universe? The material cause appearing in the universe. Who is the material cause? The I is the material cause. Therefore, what is the universe? I appearing as the universe. So how can it be Swami? How can it be? You appearing as the universe? Yes. Just as in dream, we discussed yesterday an example that even though dream has so many th- people, so many things and beings, I may be dreaming right now, or dream may be like this. But he said, before going to sleep, before, before dream, I alone was, after the dream, I alone remained. That means the dream emerged from I, merged into I, and so nothing but I. The pots and pans emerged from clay, and merge into clay, then parts and pans are nothing but clay. Clay alone appearing as parts and pans. Similarly, the dream will also emerge from I, merge into I, it is sustained by I, nothing but I. So what is dream world? I appearing as a dream world. And therefore, the speaker also is I, the listener also is I. Subject also is I, Object also is I. What is this one I? <coughs> so dream is a model. Similarly, this universe also is nothing but manifestation of I. Who is I? That's the consciousness. Consciousness manifesting in the universe. So you take anything and try to find out what's the material that consciousness will turn out to be the substance there. <coughs> so that way, Tadham nat, tad means what? That tat, jagatkaram, sat, or brahma, aham, I am, natasandeha. There is no doubt about it. As ahamasmi, sadahami, kadachinnahama priya, brahmivamata siddham, satchidananda lakshanam. Ahamasmi, I am, aham bhami, I shine. Kadachinnahama, I am never. Never, not dear to me, always dear to me. So who am I? Asmi Bhami Priyam. What is Brahman? Asti Bhati Priyam. So I am Brahman, there is no doubt about it. Natra Sandeha, there is no doubt at all that the Tvam is Tat or I am Brahman. <coughs> then we say, 
Now the verses show us how. What's the what's the reason why I feel the way I feel then? It's because of ignorance. Ignorance that brings about the superimposition. Dhyasa or superimposition where the attributes of one are superimposed upon the other. You call it dhyasa, tadatma, identification. So when you identify with something, we as though become that something, you know. Like while watching a movie, we get so engrossed in the movie, that we become one with the movie. I started living that movie. And that is shedding tears and tears are coming from my eyes. Although I am a spectator, and that, in fact, is what is watched, but that, that, dis, that distance between the object and subject gets erased. And I as though become a different person that I am not. The attributes of what is there are superimposed upon I. A typical example of identification, a superimposition. Something like that happens here. The mind is moving, and I am watching the movie, but then you lose yourself and become the mind, identify, get identified with the mind. So you don't know, in order for you to feel sad, you don't have to become that fellow, to identify with them. So there is no actually becoming, I don't become that. But I feel as that person does because I have momently become that. It's called identification. You know, Atma has become the body. But because of identification, feels that it is as good as body, like body. So this, when we find this in our life, it shows there is ignorance. Satyanrute mithuni kritya says Vashikara. Satyam and Mithya, both of them are linked together. The subject is Satyam, object is Mithya, the Drip, Drishya are linked together. And Ahamamayati Nisargyo Goyam Loka Vyavahara. If you could behave, this I, this is mine. The I and mine, both of these are products of ignorance. Both notion of I and mine arises from identifying with what I am not. There is no I that is separate from you. Although we started saying you and I, the whole idea of you and I itself comes from confining myself to this body. So you are outside of me. Atma is this much. Outside of this, anātmā. Subject is this much. Outside of this, object. So on account of my identifying with this, I now create an entity called I. So then create a community called you, entity. Subject and object, and then start fighting. So that's all you need. For fighting, that's all you need. Unfortunately, your life is mostly fighting. In between there may be some also affection and love also, if you forget fighting. But otherwise, because when there is duality, dhritiyadvai bhayam bhavati, understand duality is created. Bhayam bhavati, where duality is there, fear is always there, suspicion is there. Who are you talking to? Whose phone was that? So, Suspicion comes, fear comes, insecurity comes. This poor I confined with this. How can it be secure in the whole ocean of the universe? Confronted with all kinds of forces which are uncontrollable by him, he is just helpless. Cannot control gravity, cannot control fire, cannot control anything. Scared of fire, scared of water, scared of this, scared every time. Constant fear. Take care, Swami, take care. Okay. 
Oh, that I'm taking care and taking care and then always. This is no reason to be there. This is all created by I. Ignorance of the self. And the projection creates all this. If duality appears, why take it to media? When I take the individuality to media, then this separatedness also is taken to media. When I discover that individuality is not real, the separatedness also will not remain real. So, how ignorance plays out itself in our life is described and how it is, is impossible. See, what is impossible will happen. See, mithya, bhavitnava, this cannot happen. Light and darkness cannot be in one place. Object and subject cannot be in one place. The only way they can be in one place is when you imagine, when you are deluded, when you superimpose. Otherwise they cannot be. So, drup and drishya, what we have is drup, drishya, aviveka. Aviveka, lack of discrimination or lack of discerning the difference between the self and non-self or object and subject. And so, how, how is there ignorance in our life? So now author describes here, verse 17. Atma vinishkalo Deho bahuviravutaha Teorekyam prapashyande Kimagnana matahparam Atma vishkala ega The service vishkala Kala means what? Parts. Nishkala without parts. Vinishkala specifically without parts. So Atma Vinishkala Eka <coughs> Visheshana Nirgata Kala Vinishkala. So Nishkala means partless. So Nishkala should have been already enough. The author has added one prefix V. Visheshana Nishkala. In a special way is partless, meaning it can never become with parts. What may be partless now may become with parts under certain conditions. But this is Vinishkala. Can never become with parts. It's always partless. It cannot be affected by anything to become Savayava or with parts. So one thing is I is partless. I doesn't have parts. The hair and the hands and the legs and hands, all of these belong to what? The body. Who am I? The witness of the body. Witness of the parts. And therefore, the witness is always devoid of the attributes of what is witnessed. The simple thing is that the sub- subject is always different from the object. And they were unaffected by the attributes of object. Even this light, which illumines all the names and forms and colors, itself does not in any way get affected by the form or color. Light doesn't become formed. Light does not become colored. It remains unaffected, untouched by them. There is no touch, no contact. Similarly also, asangoyam, this purusha, person, atma, asanga, unconnected, unattached. So nothing can attach itself to that. Swami used to give example of Teflon, you know, Teflon. 
Nothing can touch or connect or affect the front. Just an example. So just as Teflon remains unconnected, unattached, similarly Atma, the consciousness, in spite of being, supposedly being in the midst of this body and sense and so close, still unaffected. Like our example of crystal, even though in the vicinity of this color, and appears colored, and still has no connection whatever with color. So what is crystal? Uncolored. I am uncolored. Even though sustaining the color manifest, but still I am uncolored. Illumining the color, sustaining the color, witnessing the color. <coughs> so I is vinish kalaha, partless. Eka one subject is when I say in the morning, I has no attribute at all. So one eye that is attributeless, the other eye that is attributeless, this is separate them. The word I is one, Eka. So this is what I is, that's what the self is. What about the body? Deho bahu viragutaha. The body on the other hand, is avutaha, achaditaha, tat sangataha, is an assembly of bahuvihi. The body is an assemblage of many, many parts. I am partless. The body is an assemblage of many parts. So that, that's the contrary nature is being told here. This morning we said how the light is totally of nature, of contradictory nature of darkness. So they cannot be one, they cannot be connected, they cannot be one. And since some champion takes light to be darkness, so darkness will be light, what would you call him? There can be some champion who takes light as darkness, or darkness as light. Something here, isn't it? We would send him to it, you know, a therapist or whatever. But if all everybody does that, then what? Then there is no therapist, because then we are in the same boat. We dispatch somebody who is unusual and then dispatching. If we are all in the same boat, because we are all doing that. Atma ekaha, vinishkala, deha bahu, deha is many. Because made of many parts, even though this body is called one, it is in fact many because made of many, many parts. And still, tayavraikyam prapashyanti, there are champions who see aikyam, the oneness between the two, where both of them are of the totally contradictory nature. They cannot be in the same location at all. One is object, other is subject. And subject is such that unaffected by the object. There is no connection between them. There is no association between them. There is no relation between them. Then the space and the part. The space is totally unaffected by the part. Space is all pervasive. Part is located in one location. Space is formless. Part is with form. Space is unsubstantial, part is substantial, gross. Space is unaffected, untainted. And still somebody can see oneness between them. What? Part space. So when you look at this, we think that the space is within the part. And the space within the part is called part space. A new concept is created. Because of the identifying space with the part. So not you, suppose space thinks I am part space. The space that happens to be in this location thinks that I am confined to the part. I am space within and that's the space outside. I only am this much, that is how my scope is. 
The main space, all pervasive, I am just limited to this. I am part space. So in the space, this notion of part space is created. Because of identification of the part with the space. And a new notion is created, part space. Which is motion, not a reality. But poor space thinks that I am part space. As long as it doesn't know that I'm real space, so long it takes it to part space, and then another part space. This space thinks, <coughs> hey, you, little one, come on, do this, you know. So this fellow is bullying this thing. Because I'm big. This poor thing, you know, is always intimidated because I'm small. So that's how thing is going on. This follows this notion that I am this part space, and this part space, that's all enough to create all the problems in the world. Enough. All that you need is for the space to think that I am part space, X, part space Y. That is all. Leave them, they'll take care of the rest. All five, everything they will create. So this impossible thing is created by Maya. That's why it is impossible. How can it be, Swami? Still there. What is impossible is experienced nevertheless. And therefore, there was some reason. Ignorance a reason. Maya is a reason. So what is ignorance? This is called ignorance. I mean ignorance manifests in our, in our life as my taking myself to Dehoham. I am the body. <coughs> Where the word body includes both the cross as well as the subtle body. Meaning the body, sense, mind, complex. <coughs> the subtle body also is made up of 17 components. This also is made up of many components. And so both of them are objects, both of them are inert, both of them are therefore un- 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 unreal. I am consciousness, eliminator, unchanging. And so many, thus many distinctions are shown. These two entities, I and body, have characteristics totally contradictory to each other. Light, light and dark, light, light and darkness. And there is, there is no possibility whatever for there being one. And still it is there. So this is what Vedanta teaches. Vedanta does not take anything for granted. Everybody else thinks that I am the body. So everybody, all other religions also are based on taking for granted that I am this individual. And then we show you the way of redeeming and stuff like that. Vedanta says, hey, you are not your individual. There's a notion in your mind. Recognize who you are. So next verse is then. So Vailakshanyam. So Lakshana means characteristics. Vailakshanyam. The state of being having totally contradictory characteristics. So Atma and Anatma. The self and the body. They possess totally contradictory characteristics. Therefore, logically speaking, it doesn't make sense at all that one can be taken for the other. Light and darkness possess totally contradictory attributes. So it would not make sense that light thinks that I am darkness. Would the light think that I am darkness? doesn't make sense. But suppose light says, I can't see, I am dark. Suppose light starts saying that, then there is some problem somewhere. That's what is happening. The light that is consciousness says, I'm dark. I'm just inner. I'm just body. I'm just limited. I'm miserable. Some problem somewhere. Doesn't make sense. Life does not make sense. Nothing makes sense. Because basic thing doesn't make sense. The very notion of I doesn't make sense. Everything is built on that because that's the creator. 
Sankalpa Vivida Karta. This fellow then is, I want this and I want that. Moment that I is created. I want this, I want tea, I want coffee, I want, then the whole universe is created. Sankalpa Vivida Karta. Oh, creation has come out from that. But the basic of the creation, that is I, doesn't make sense. So how can you ever make sense in creation at all? No scientist can make sense. They will never make sense. As to what it is. You can never arrive at ultimate conclusion that this is such and such. Not possible. Otherwise we have to close our books. Really? If tomorrow somebody comes up and says, I have discovered the secret of the universe, it is such and such, then he can prove it, then we have to close the book. He cannot be. Because this is all creation of Maya, which is Mithya. And that's called Mithya, which does not lend itself to any kind of logical reasoning at all. Nothing can make sense. We try to make sense, that's all right. We have life, we have to do that for living. That this is wife and this husband and this son and daughter and this and that. And this is right and that is wrong. It's okay. So we need those kind of rules, etc., for the sake of conducting ourselves and relating to each other, having some kind of an order in the life, some kind of thing. If you look at the thing, behind that also, ultimately, what is right? right? What do you mean right? What is wrong? So, te satyam sa dharmam adharmam cha ove satyam rite teja ove satyam rite thektva Say the father to the son, hey, give up dharma and dharma both. Give up satya and truth and false both. And then see. Give up the giver up also. Because all of these are creations. Give them up. Then you come to this, this what we call the substratum, this time. <coughs> so now other vailakshanyam means what? The contrary nature of this subject and object are being again in the several verses we are told. That style of the scripture. They just don't tell one verse and oh, I understood now that. No. So they will give you five exercises. It becomes very firm in my mind. The idea must be properly planted in my mind. If wedding takes place in fifteen minutes, then you know it doesn't get planted in my mind. Oh, are we married or not? In India it takes seven days, you know, so for seven days is drilling. So then it will remain forever in his mind that this is a wife, I must find this wife or I am wife, whatever it is. Fifteen minutes tough, you forget it. It must be implanted. Similarly, that life, that that is ignorance. That what all we are doing is out of ignorance must be implanted. Planted. Not implanted, planted. So the same thing is being told in several verses. Upanishads do the same thing. This text also does it. So next verse is Atmanyamakaschantah Deho Bahyo Niyam Tayoraikyam prapashyante Kimajnyanamataparam Atma, the eye is Niyamakaha. Niyam is ruler. Antaha, internal. Deha, Bahya, Niyamya. The body is outside. Niyamya ruled. The self is inside and ruler, meaning Atma has insideness and rulerness. The body is outsideness and ruledness. The ruler cannot be ruled, isn't it? The ruler has to be different from the ruled because ruler possesses the knowledge and the power, etc. and the rule doesn't. So ruler is quite, in character, is quite different from the ruled. But inside also can't be outside. So insideness is one attribute. Outside is... So insideness and outsideness cannot coexist in this. 
insideness and outsideness cannot coexist. The rulerness and ruledness cannot coexist. The rulerness and ruledness cannot coexist. The rule must be the ruler must be necessarily different from the ruled. The ruler must be necessarily different from the ruled, and that separation must be there. Then although there can be relationship of the ruler and the ruled. If the separation is not there, there cannot be ruler ruled in one. I cannot be my own ruler. I can't be ruled by myself. You follow? For the ruler and ruled to be there, there must be duality where the ruler is different ruled, meaning that ruler and ruled cannot coexist. If they coexist, then there the ruler and rule goes away. In I in one, the ruler and rule cannot be. I cannot be my own ruler. I can't be my own ruled. Right? So ruler is different, rule is different. Where the ruler is, that the rule is not. What the ruler is, that the rule is not. You follow? Meaning that the ruler and the rule, they possess totally, they cannot coexist. They are in different locations and possess totally contradictory characteristics. And then for the for this champion rulers, I am ruled. Suppose the ruler says now declares, I am ruled. What ignorance, what more ignorance, what, what more ignorance do you want? So this These two cannot be one in one location. Aikya means what? Identity. What is identity? When two things are in one locus, you follow? There is ruler and ruled are in different locations. They cannot coexist. They cannot be one. And still we are champions. Each one of us is a champion and doing the impossible. So we are doing, making possible what is impossible. Tayorekyam prapashyanti this jivatma, the individuals, siddhaikyam, the oneness of the ruler and ruled, that is the self and the body. Kimagnyana matahparam. And therefore, what more atahpara other than that? Why, what ignorance can be other than that? Meaning, this is ignorance. So ignorance is described here. How ignorance is playing out in our life. Because ignorance results into what we call mutual identification. And therefore the distinction between the two is lost. And when there is two, it is taken to be one. Like if I have, you know, an iron ball, place it in a furnace and heat it and becomes red hot, you call it fireball. Looks like it is one entity. In fact, there are two entities, the iron and fire. The two look like one. The two are taken to be one. Similarly also, the consciousness pervades the body. This is like the iron. Consciousness is like fire. But just as fire pervades the iron, every grain of iron, you cannot distinguish between the, you cannot say that the iron is here and fire is there because where the iron is there the fire is. And therefore the two appear to be one. Similarly, even though the fire is formless, on account of identifying the iron becomes possessed of form, round form. So fire appears round. Iron appears red and hot. Iron appears, the redness is not the nature of iron, is black by color, cold in touch, but because of identification, iron as though becomes red and hot. Not really. Because once the fire goes away, the iron poor fellow again is black and cold. But then, iron as though acquires the attributes of fire, and fire as though acquires the attributes of iron. Never 
What in fact is to appear as one. It's understandable that an uninitiated person may take you to one entity, firewall. So also, consciousness is like fire. This body-mind sense complex like iron. Poor thing is black and cold and inert. And Atma is like conscious, like fire, I mean shining, self-revealing, formless. This is with forms, that means formless, this is inert, there is consciousness, totally contradictory attributes. Where is red and where is black? Where is hot and where is cold? But still they appear one in a firewall. So similarly also the consciousness pervades this body, mind, sense complex. And just as the iron makes the fire appear red and hot, so also consciousness makes this body-mind complex as sentient, as conscious. So just as the redness and heat possessed by fire doesn't belong to it, thereby iron, the redness and heat which appear possessed by iron in a firewall, they don't belong to him. They are reflected. The redness and heat of the fire is infused, is reflected in the iron. So, so the consciousness of the self is as though infused here and there, the body also becomes sentient. It becomes alive. What it is, is that matter, this one, by itself. Because when the consciousness is withdrawn at the time of death, this thing, poor thing becomes what it really is. What? It's just mass of flesh. It's totally a dead entity. Made alive because of the associated consciousness. Never be confused. The two are confused as one. This is fireball, which is a union of what? The body and consciousness. But then is, there is what? The tadatna, the identification. Such that the two appear as one. So it's nobody's fault that the two are taken as one. The body appears as sentient and that is taken as Atma. Consciousness seems to have the formless, has as though assumed the form. The iron, that is, the fire that is formless seems to assume the form of iron and appears to be formed fire. So the consciousness is formless, seems to assume the form of the body. So consciousness looks like it is of the shape of the body. So who am I? Of the shape of the body, I am body. This is the Aikya. Even though there are two, on account of the failure of separating the two, the two are taken to be one. Even though the two are of totally contradictory characteristics. So Niyamaka so between the sense, the atma or conscious and the body, another pair of characteristics totally contradict to each other is given. And then subsequent verses also do that. Another vailakshanyam, other vailakshanyam, other contrariness is being described in verse 19. Atma jnana maya punya Deho mamsa maya shuchihi Tayo raikyam prapashyante Kima jnana matafparam Atma jnana Atma is the nature of jnana or consciousness. Atma is of the nature of consciousness. Atma or I is of the nature of consciousness, subject. Punya. Then self is holy. Punya. Punya means pure or holy, sacred. The holiest of the holiest. Pavitranam pavitram yo mangalanam cha mangalam. The holier than the holy and more auspicious than the auspicious. Meaning if you trace the holiness 
or purity will lead to, to atma, to self, to consciousness. It is because of that the other thing appeared to be pure or that Ganges is holy. Ganges has, has though the capacity of removing our sins. Where does that Ganges get its holiness from? From Atma, from consciousness, because everywhere. So Atma, Jnana, Vyaf, Punya, the Self is consciousness and holy. Deho, Maam, Samaya, Asuchihi, the body is what? Maam, Samaya, is all flesh. Impure. This is from the Hindu standpoint, you know, the impurity, impurity, everything, everybody has their own ideas of what is pure and impure. But basically a corpse is considered to be impure here in this tradition. You don't touch it. If you touch it, you take bath. And if you look at the body, what is there ultimately? There is no consciousness at all. There is no sunshine. It's just nothing but a lump, a lump of flesh, inert and impure. Not only is impure when it is dead, it is impure all the time. Why do you say? Because whatever comes out from the, any apertures from this body is impure. Whatever comes out of the body, you don't know anything, you is it, you know, whichever. <laughs> that means that's what is inside. We are all carrying it. This is the mud pot is carrying by it. They are different. What they are carrying is what? Nothing but the... Uh, the, the uh, garbage, garbage can, that's what we are carrying. But as long as the inside is Atma, and therefore is holy and pure, okay. But that is impure, it becomes aware when it comes out. So, Deho, Maam, Samayo, Ashuchihi, the body is impure, nothing but lump of flesh, and therefore totally inert and dead, and self is alive, conscious, holy, and still we lump them together. And I say, I am the body. The holier the holy says, I am unholy. The purer the pure says, I am impure. The conscious says, I am a lump of flesh. I am dead. You know, I am inert. These two attributes cannot go together. They cannot coexist. Holy and unholy cannot coexist, isn't it? Pure and impure cannot coexist. Live and dead cannot coexist. But we create and we make a miracle and join them anyway. Put them in one locus and then declare, I am the body. Tayorekyam prapashyanti desiri aikyadi vanyasugatru kimagnyanamatahparam So what is the, what other, what more is, what, what else is the ignorance? This is ignorance. The idea is this is ignorance. Then further, Atma Prakashaka Swacha Dehastamasa Uchyade Tayorekyam Prapashyande Kimadhyanamataparam Atma Prakashaka. So Prakashaka means illuminator. What is meant is Atma is illumination. What is really the nature of illuminator? Illumination is the nature of illuminator. So Atma is what? Illuminator. Or of the nature of illumination. So Prakashaka Swayam Prakasha. Even though we call it Prakasham Illuminator, but what is the nature? Prakash Illumination nature. Swatma so, is illumination. <coughs> the light of illumination. And Deha is what? Illumined. Again, Deha never one. The illuminator is always different from illumined. Illuminator and illumined cannot coexist. There must be some separation between the two and therefore they cannot coexist. They swachha, atma is ever pure. Tamasu uchyate, 
Deha is what? Is dark, impure, inert. Tayavarikyam prabhashyanti. And still, people see them as one. Kimagnyanamatahparam. What else can be ignorance than this? Meaning that this is ignorance. <coughs> so the thing is this viparya, this is called viparita buddhi. This is the contrary knowledge. That contrary knowledge shows that the root is ignorance. Ignorance that brings about the viparya, contrary knowledge, false knowledge or notion or delusion. So that delusion exists in our life. That false knowledge alone exists and we live our life on this business, understand? How can you ever expect to be happy when the whole basis is false? How can there be ever harmony and happiness in this life when the very basis is false? Anyway, then we take that as real and keep on struggling, you know. So this is... So then somebody asks a question, why is the author keep on repeating this one same thing? It's not the same thing. It is same thing one way, that ignorance is results into this kind of false notion. But different notions are pointed out here to emphasize the fact that, look, there is falseness in our life. So therefore, it is called abhyasa. There are two punarukti means what? Repeating. Repeating the same thing. Abhyasa also is repetition for the purpose of implanting, planting the samskara. To make it firm. Abhyasa, repetition. Sometimes you repeat things because you have nothing else to say and you keep on repeating. No? Like the president elects, he keeps saying things, <laughs> nothing else to say. But here, or repetition can be because you have something to contribute. So when you repeat, it's, if you contribute something, then it's not called repetition, it's called abhyasa. So here also, this abhyasa, to emphasize the point. And so, this is all India radio. If ten minutes, all India radio will come, you know. That's not repetition to remind you. Look here. This is what you are listening to you. So here again, it is so paramakaranagi acharya. It is out of total compassion that teacher Sadesh Shankara Acharya goes out of his way to, to keep on describing this in different terms and to make sure that no doubt is left in your mind. Not only that, understand that the false knowledge is not confined to what is described here. This is just a sample. In fact, every notion that we have is a false notion. So we can understand that. We can, that is how we gain capacity to analyze every notion, discover well the fallacy is, so we can give it up. And therefore, number one, so many verses serve the purpose of making the understanding of ignorance firm. Here a sample of examples are given so that we can extend this understanding to all other notions that we have. That's how Viveka of the discrimination can take place. So you know, this Atmanatva Viveka, discrimination between self and non-self. <coughs> so next verse is, Atma Nityo Deho Nityo Tayoraikyam Prapashyanti Kimagnyanam Atahparam Atma Nitya Eternal means what? Not limited in time. Eternal means that which transcends the limitation of time. Not which exists in all the time. It transcends the idea of time. Eternal. Why is the sadrupaha? Because it is of the nature of existence. What is existence? Existence is that of which the nature is to be. So there is called existence of which the nature is to be. Therefore, nature of Atma is to be. Meaning that it can never be that it is not. 
So Atma is nitya. It always is. All times, all place, all conditions, waking, dream, deep sleep, where here, there, everywhere. Because Sadhrupa is of nature of existence, Asti Bhadi Priyam. Deha Anitya Asanmaya. Whereas Deha is what? Anitya, impermanent, perishable. Why is it so? Asanmaya. This Sanmaya, this Sat, and that is Asat. Asat really means non-existence in essence. Non. So, this looks like existing all right. But when you really go into that, the name and form, so two things are here. The Sat is there and name and form is there. So we say part is attributing isness to part, but that is not so. Even though we say part is, what is part? The name and form. The isness does not belong to part. What do you mean, Swamiji? Where does isness belong? To existence. Astivadi Priyam. Then what is part? What is the relation between part and Astivadi Priyam? Or what's the relation between clay and the part? What is part? Name and form is called part. This clay part. Looks like clay and pot are in the same location. Please tell me what is the relationship between the so-called pot and the clay? Are they one? Pot is anitya, mitya. And clay is satyam. So what's the relationship? Looks like pot is, when you say pot is, you know what we are doing? The pot and his, both of them are placed in the same location and therefore it looks as though both of them enjoy the same degree of reality. Is not so? When you say pot is, that's what is in your mind. When you say no, now it's a different thing. When you say pot is, that means that automatically the very word. But if sentence says that the pot and ease are in the same degree of the same location, they enjoy samadhi karanya. They are the same locus. Meaning they are the same, they enjoy the same degree of reality. That's what we do. But no. What is pot? Pot is a superimposition of one is. Pot is a superimposition of one is. So ease is what? Adhishthanam, substratum. Part is what? Adhya Ropa. They don't exist in the same locus. The Ropa's name don't, don't exist in the same locus. We lump them together. Similarly here, that this body is, when we say, isness is not nature of body. When you say that the iron is red and hot, that's not nature of iron. The redness and heat is what? Superimposed upon the iron from the fire. And so also when you say the body is, don't think isness belongs to body. Isness belongs to what? Atma. Where body is superimposed upon this and therefore it looks as though the body is. In fact, body is what? Not is. Asanmaya. Asan means not being is the nature of body. Being is the nature of Atma. Non-being and being cannot be together. And still... We lump them, I am the body. We lump them together. So, what else can there be ignorance? So thus, ignorance as it plays out in our life is described here in many verses. Each one of them is what we call the Brahma or delusion or false notion about the self. So each one represents the false notion about the self. And that is where the root of the problem is. The root of the sorrow is here. Then you can build upon that, of course. Then called I and mine and you and then, and then we can build upon that. It all begins from here. As long as this is retained, the sorrow cannot go. It will look like it has gone away, but it cannot because this is the cause of sorrow. 
So it is good idea to rearrange things and you know, all, it's all, that's fine. That this is mine, this is your all vyavastha, I mean, the arrangement is there, it's, it's, it's required. But basically sorrow cannot go as long as this root is there. So Vedanta teaches that the root of all samsara or the sorrow is in this false notion, superimposition, brahma, or the false notion or opinion about ourselves, which arises from ignorance. <coughs> okay. Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutau Vande Bhagavantau Punapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyoma Vatvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shantishantishantihi Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om